mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. This is Attack Life, Not Others. We are here with Raul and Julie, who trained with me over the years. Their family, along with their children, your children's names. Christian and Elizabeth. They all trained, and they trained hard, and they trained in a dojo that I call a microcosm. It's a place where we all come in. The dress standards are the same. We wear the same uniform. We bow. There is no religion. We accept all cultures. The number one thing and the number one rule is to train hard and to become the best that you can be. And I just find that that has grown over the years even more. It's so diverse. And the cultures are different, but yet we're the same. I, I look at life as two things, that we breathe the same air and we bleed the same blood. Why we can't get along, I have no clue, because this is attack life, not others. So it's a great way to try to understand different cultures in different ways, especially in today's world of social media. Now, I don't allow the kids to use their cell phones. They don't come in the dojo. They have to drop the cell phones in the hallway. The adults know better because they're actually there to get away from it all. Mm. They're there to flush their brain out right. and get into the time and into the center of the stage, which is to be in the moment. So you're Latino. Your background is a little different. You teach, Julie. Yes, I do. You're a teacher and educator, and you have a classroom that is also diverse and filled with a lot of different types of children, different cultures, and different ways. Steve, you have a Jewish background. You have a different way. We talked about it last week on the show. I talked about being a good soul, and I screwed up the name. I said Guma Shama or something like that, and <laughs> you corrected me, and it's called what? Neshama, Tova, yeah, and soul. And soul. these things, if you say that over the phone to me, or if you say that on social media to me, or if you text me that word, it makes no sense. Right. But if you say that with your eyes and with your soul, it touches right. my soul. Yeah, wow. Well. So what is different in your culture? You t- we talked about the cell phones, that you walk in the house and everybody's got the head down and all that good stuff. And then you have to greet in your culture. It's important that you greet everybody in that house, right? Right. That's true. Everybody knows that when you walk into a Spanish house, it doesn't matter where you're from, Latin America, South America, the Caribbean, you have to say hello. You have to greet every single person that's in that house individually. Even babies, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> How cool is that? See, yeah. we're leading by example. So when they're two, three, four, it's just instilled to them. Hey, look at that. You respect people. They're right. a human being. They're a living creature. Exactly. So everybody feels great. You have that connection with everybody because you have to go up to them, give them a kiss. Yep. And everybody's a hugger. Everybody's a kisser. Yep. <laughs> You're going to get a kiss. You're going to get a hug. But it has to happen with every single person in that house. And if you don't know the person, you extend your hand anyway. And you say, hi, my name is Raul. Or Opening up and creating right. relationships. Right. That's and, a, and then the kids will go with the thought. kids and yeah. the adults will go with the adults. Right. But you still have to greet every single adult hmm. and kid there. Yeah. Yeah. See now, Julie, with your background in teaching, so do you have any cultural differences? Like do you have contact with a student that – you know, you try to find their way and identify with them. And if you identify with them, then they will like you. They'll accept you more probably as a teacher if you understand their background. Right, because you took the time to do it and learn a little bit more about them. And they were like, wow, nobody ever did that for me before. Yeah. You know, everybody just thought I couldn't understand English and thought I didn't know anything. I thought it was, you know, to use the word dumb, you know. The student came from an Asian culture. The children were taught not to look at adults in the eye because it's almost like defiance. You know, to look up at them is like to stand up to them. So one of the things I like doing in my classroom is to make sure that I even say to them, give me your eyes, 
I want to make sure you're listening to me because I feel like that is making contact with the person. He never did it. And at first I was upset because I was like, my goodness, the student is not listening to a simple command. And there you go, that snap judgment for who I thought he was. And then I said to myself, that's probably wrong. So let me let me look into that. And then I eventually found out he was actually one of my greatest students. Yeah. You know, just yeah. That snap judgment we make when we don't know is, is, is a terrible thing. And it probably came from insecurity, the fact that he couldn't maintain eye contact, right? Right. It's it, not that he was confident and defiant. It's the exact opposite. He correct. was unsure he was being, of himself. He was actually being respectful. Be, okay. in, in his culture, looking at an adult in the eyes is disrespectful. Mm. So he didn't look at me in the eyes. He was being the opposite of what I thought. He, right. I thought he was being disrespectful, but he was actually being respectful. He thought that by looking at me in the eyes, he would get in trouble. And so, again, we have these automatic snap judgments we make, and we really do need to stop doing that. I hate using the word tolerance. Tolerance means we're okay with it, but we don't agree with it. I like using the word acceptance. And when I talk about diversity in my classroom, I don't just talk about skin color, race, and religion. I talk about learning disabilities and, you know, emotional disabilities, the ability to have a conversation with somebody. That is something that we need to, I have to work with that student. You know, I have to learn about that student, just how I had to learn about the student who didn't look at me in the eyes. I have to learn about that. I have to figure out how I'm going to reach that child. So It's, it's funny you said that because when we have testing now, and this is something I've started recently, I don't know if your kids went through this. I know Steve's did, but we do what's called role-playing now. This is for seven, eight, nine-year-olds and so on. So what they'll have to do is they have to approach a sensei, one of the teachers in the room, and they have to make eye contact. And as they make eye contact, the teacher or the sensei says, what's your favorite color? And then they say blue. And then the sensei will say, well, I don't like blue. I like green. You have a problem with that? And they have to maintain eye contact and back up that color. So they have to put out attitude. And then they'll say, what's your favorite food? These are just basic primary questions. And they'll say, well, my favorite food is pizza. Well, you know what? I don't like pizza. You know, I'd rather have chicken. Okay. And then they'll get into it and they'll watch the conversation between the sensei and the student, if they break eye contact, they have to do burpees. <laughs> and then they have to, they have to, re, they have to restart. So like, Raul, look at me. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Well, I don't like pizza. You have a problem. You have a problem. No, you need I to you need to find chicken. Chicken's better than pizza. No, everything goes on pizza. Okay, see now he made good eye contact. <laughs> see, that's what I'm if I can do that as a martial artist, as a teacher of movement and character development and courage, if I can teach them eye contact, it's a lost trade. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because social media and iPhones are taking their head down, poor posture, and they're not learning how to communicate anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. And see, that's Steve. Look at look you and me. Here we go. You know what's your favorite? I'm looking at you. What's your favorite color? Pink, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and with my Hello Kitty thermos. Yeah, with your Hello Kitty thermos. That keeps that oatmeal warm. Yes. <laughs> so a teacher has so many opportunities today to teach courage in the culture, in who they are, what runs in their blood, their background, their family. Need to be proud of it, and then they. I mean, it's just endless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got a big job, Julie. You have a big job. It's huge. Yeah. It's very little things that count as well. I remember she saw in her roster that she had a kid that was coming from Russia. They had a Russian background. So she studied how to say good morning and good night before school started. And when the day came that the kids came into class, she said good morning to him in Russian. And he was, like, amazed. And really? the grandmother wow. heard it. Next day, we got treats. Yeah. <laughs> the grandmother was so happy that somebody took the time to learn good morning. 
That's so cool. Yeah. Well, how do you say good morning? I right? don't remember. It was so many years ago. Yeah, good day well, with hey, the, the, the bottom line is your prep for is, uh, Isn't that uh, thank you? Or? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But she learned all the words and just little words. Just thank you. Good morning. Good night. Yeah. Small little difference. communication. And you know what that reminds me of? How do we begin class in the dojo? How do we begin and how oh, do we end? Yeah. What do we say? On a gosh mush. Yeah, and yeah. What I, I was taught, you know, I was taught that by my teacher, and I felt that made such an impact on me. Please and teach. I said to him for the longest time, I said, "On a gosh, mosh, I didn't know what it meant." I said, "What does that mean?" He said, right. "It means please teach." And then what do we say at the end? Domorigato. And what does that mean? Thank, thank you. you. Thank, for you for thank you for teaching. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I say it to my students. And my students say it back to me, but right. they think they're just saying it to me. I'm saying it to them too. Yeah. Because every time I train and every time I dance with them and move with them, I'm learning and they're taking me into the next day in my yeah. thoughts and in my energy and in my positive outlook on life. Yeah. Um, it's funny, those words get me in a different mindset as well. The minute I hear it, I'm like, okay, we're starting. We're Activate. here right now. It's a trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is serious. This is it. It's this is happening. why I'm here. Exactly. Let's yeah. begin. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. And under that roof, And in that place, we're all the same. There is no difference. Man or woman, black or white, it doesn't matter. We're all there just to do the fight. You know, hey, that rhymes. And do the fight means to attack life, not others. You did a class one, Sunset. You asked us all to take our belts off. That didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then what you do is you share the wealth. You know, you share the energy. You share the gift. And you pass it on. Mm-hmm. Raul, Julie, thanks for joining us. Thank, thank, you. You. thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.